Like I've been singing now, all in the same gang. Like, oh, everything you. Oh, God. I watched the video, and I really forgot how how many artists were on that one song. Like everybody, like pretty everybody. Much. And, everybody. I, and how did I forget Michelle's little part? I don't know. That's like the main thing. Yes, like, I remember. What hell was? Stop the girl. Make sure. 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 After that, like, you know, YouTube kind of just, you know, play stuff. So then I was listening to Easy e for a good 15 minutes after that. And I was mm-hmm. like, God, I, I missed this song. Like, we yeah. were easy, Boys in the Hood. I think that was, mm-hmm. like, the first Easy e song I, that's like, that was the first song I ever heard. I still remember oh, that. I remember where I was when I heard it. Like, it's so weird. Like, I remember where I was. I was in the car. Way young, like in the elementary school, but <laughs> rolling down the street listening to Easy E's Boys in the Hood. I remember that. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Boys in the Hood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Hi. How are you? How I'm hi. good. Yeah. I'm Kristen. You're good and you're Kristen? Yeah, I'm good. And I'm, I'm trying to do the intro, yo. Come on. <laughs> Not yo, yo, God! All right, son. Yeah. (laughs) Are we from New York now? What happened? I don't know. (laughs) Felt it in my spirit. I don't know what I've been watching. I haven't been watching. I've been watching like Parks and Rec, so I don't know. Have you been hanging out with New Yorkers? No. Where? Very. I don't know. Hey, New Yorkers are everywhere. No, um, I'm like Bostonites and Atlanta mm, people. That's all. Mm, mm, I don't know. No New Yorkers, Georgians. Yeah, Georgians. Oh my okay. God! Why did Nasia call? I didn't ask Michelle her name. I'm just gonna say her name. Why did she refer to? <laughs> we're the... done with that. <laughs> yeah, we really are. Why did she refer to the baby? And I literally fell out. I was like, oh, oh my god, mini peaches. Oh, so sweet. They're so cute. I saw them yesterday. And again, they, you know, the running around and just, they're so busy. And there's two of them. So it's just kind of like, ah! there's like one doing this and one doing that. And it's, yeah. Twins. Twins. It's like, we were both like, sit down. They decided to like sit in the chairs, separate chairs across from each other. And like, we were just like, oh, okay, they're just sitting in chairs being well 
behave little children. And all of a sudden, they start standing up. And we're like, okay, now you can't stand up in chairs. It's like, sit down. You sit down. Stop. Don't do that. Sit down. Don't. Hey, you better sit down. Wow. No, first and, and middle names. Hey, you better sit down. Like, oh, gosh. it was. I was like, oh, Lord. Okay, I got to go. They're so cute. But I was like, why? Well, I've been here 10 so minutes cute, and I am exhausted. Yeah, I was like, I'm exhausted. But yeah, I love them. Little babies. They're so cute. Little babies. Yeah. So yes, um, let's try this again. I'm Kristen. And you're good. And I'm Andrea and I'm swell. Yeah, and this is wait. <laughs> this is wait. Tell me, tell everything. me everything. Yeah, tell it all to me. Oh, tell it God. all to me. One day we're going to get this right. Um, today, obviously, isn't the day. Um, no. So yeah, so okay. Um, we had a little light banter, so now on to newsworthy. On to newsworthy, is that it? Yeah, I mean, like, yes, light banter. That's enough. That's moving okay. along. It's kind of late. It's not too late, but it's it's late enough. I gotta get up early in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Busy All day. right. So newsworthy, you're ready for newsworthy? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to give it to you. All right. Okay. So we're That's gonna what start. <laughs> Again, I've been watching The Office and Parks yes! and Rec. A perfect use of that specific. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> no, don't do not apologize for, <laughs> ma'am. You need never apologize for well-timed comedy. Oh gosh. Okay, go on. Go on. Okay. Um, ay, ay, ay. That that's what she said. <laughs> Better. Hmm. Oh Jesus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Newsworthy. I actually have three stories. One of them's a short update okay. um, on a previous um, newsworthy story. So we talked two episodes ago. We covered at length the whole Starbucks, um, Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Starbucks. Yes. Yes. Arrest and mm. all of that. Um, and today on Good Morning America, the two men that were arrested at Philly uh, Starbucks say that they went. Um, they want to focus on a positive outcome. So what happened is, um, well, two gentlemen are Rashawn Nelson and Dante Robinson. Both of them are twenty-three years old. I had no idea how young they were. I did not know that they were that young. Okay, awesome. Yeah, they are only 23. Um, and um, they were on Good Morning America this Thursday morning. And um, and they were on there basically with Robin Roberts um, a day after they reached agreements with both the city of Philadelphia, Philadelphia and okay. um, the Seattle-based coffee chain, Starbucks. And it was announced that they would each receive a symbolic $1 payment from Philadelphia, and the city would set up a $200,000 program for young entrepreneurs. Hmm. And the agreement releases the city and its employees from any and all claims. Um, Starbucks said that on Wednesday, they said that it's an agreement includes a financial settlement in addition to continued listening and dialogue between parties and specific action and opportunity. The amount of the financial se- settlement has not been disclosed. So, okay, so they're also getting some money from Starbucks. From Starbucks. So okay. they settled with the city. Mm-hmm. The, the city that has is the symbolic $1. Okay, I saw that, and I was like, okay, well, what about Starbucks? So, okay, awesome. I hadn't seen that part. Okay. Right. So um, 
while specific details of the program have, of this the of the two hundred thousand dollar youth young youth entrepreneur program, those details have not been announced or I'm sure hashed out yet. The pair said that they hope the program with the city will help Philadelphia public high school students learn about not just entrepreneurship, but subjects like taxes, financial literacy, you know, mm -hmm. it's basically a whole mm -hmm. thing. And then um, what Rashawn Nelson is quoted to say is that the most important thing is the foundation, the fact that we have a seat at the table to work on, uh, work on reforms that will be included in the racial bias training. So they're also participating and in giving input into that as well. Hmm. And then, um, and Robinson, Dante Robinson, um, the, the other guy says um, that he's pleased with how the aftermath of the arrests have been handled by both Starbucks and the city. He said he wants other companies to take a lesson from Starbucks. And he's quoted to say, looking at how we took a negative and turned it into a positive, that's really all we want. Not to focus on the negative, but just to focus on positive outcomes. Hmm. Um, so the other thing is... Um, that is uh, also Starbucks um, what is offering is to help uh, them complete their um, undergraduate work. Okay. Um, um, so that was another thing. I just, for some reason, I can't find the line in this article. Um, <clears throat> so, um, so yeah, so just an update on that. Obviously, um, you know, I, you know, I, I like, I think that it's, I, I agree with both of their quotes and just their sentiment that, um, you know, that they've taken something that was pretty awful and, and turned it into a real, you know, a big, um, something that's positive and that's not what we've seen often come out of these situations. You know, they've been, um, you know, either badly handled or, you know, um, and I thought it was really big of them and classy of them to sort of take mm -hmm. this, um, this higher road. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so I just, I just wanted to report Something back that'll that. benefit more people than just them. Yeah. Um, because I think a lot of times when things like these, this happen, there's always some, um, portion of the population that says like, you know, that it was some sort of setup for them to be able to, you know, sue and get money and whatever, um, and that's clearly not the case here. Like, they, you know, they were wronged. Um, um, and uh, the company, um, this time Starbucks, you know, really stepped up to the plate in terms of how to handle it. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think that even they, as, you know, victims of this whole thing, um, stepped up uh, to, to kind of a, a, a bigger calling and a bigger role in the whole thing. Um, than many may have, you know, and then, then many were saying, like, you know, lots of people who are look on the outside looking in saying, like, oh, you know, I would own Starbucks, I'm going to sue them for everything they've got, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and um, obviously, that's, um, I think, the path of least resistance. So they definitely didn't take that route. And I thought that I think that's really mm -hmm. honorable. Um, so yeah, so that's that. Okay, wonderful. That's my little update from a few couple weeks ago. All right. Um, today in the news, and this is um, out of a Washington Post article actually from yesterday evening, uh, the headline reads, I don't know if you've seen this, it's crazy, three black teens are finalists in a NASA competition, hackers spewing racism tried to ruin their odds. 
Have you seen this? Yeah, I saw that and I tried to click on an article, but the link was dead. So I couldn't actually like read the article. I tried like several times. And every time I tried to click on it, the link that I, you know, had kind of came across like it was dead. So I, I never like followed back up. But yeah, tell me everything. I will. Um, so this is an article by Perry Stein in the Washington Post. It says um, three D.C. students couldn't believe the news. They developed a method. This is so cool what they developed a method to purify lead-contaminated water in school drinking fountains. Mm. And, um, so I th- thought that was pretty neat. Um, mm-hmm. And um, NASA announced last month that, the, um, that this, these girls, um, these three students, were uh, finalists in the agency's prestigious high school competition, and they're the only all-black and happen to be also all-female team to mm-hmm. make it that far. Um, and so the girls are super excited. The girls are um, from Banneker High School, Banneker High School students. Their names okay. are uh, Michaela Sharif, India Skinner, and Bria Snell, all 17-year-old high school seniors. And, um, and they turn to social media to promote their project. Um, one of the teens wrote a celebratory text message to all her teammates that said hidden figures in the making referencing, you know, the 2016 Mm -hmm. movie. And, um, but while the teens were gaining traction on social media and racking up votes, because I guess, you know, so there's like a a public voting out there. So you can, you know, obviously invite all Mm -hmm. your school friends and your community and family or whatever to, to rack up votes for your project. Um, while they were gaining traction on social media and racking up votes, um, users on 4chan, which is an anonymous internet forum where users are known to push hoaxes and spew racist and homophobic comments, it says, mm-hmm. um, were trying to ensure the students would not win. The anonymous posters used racial epithets, argued that the students' projects did not deserve to be a finalist, and said that the black community was voting for the teens only because of their race. They urged people to vote against the Banneker trio, and one user offered to put the topic on an internet thread about President Trump to garner more attention. They recommended computer programs that would hack the voting system to give a team of teenage boys a boost instead. NASA said in a statement that voting was compromised, prompting it to shut down the public voting earlier than expected. Wait, NASA? Yeah. Was, okay. So NASA real, real, like got wind of this, um, basically kind of like, it sounds like this underground hacker campaign, you know? Mm-hmm. So they got wind of it, and they were like, well, you know, the, and so they issued a statement saying that because the voting was compromised, they shut it down that, the public portion of the voting um, sooner than it was supposed to be shut down. Um, so the federal agency um, said it encourages the use of social media to build support for projects, but wrote in a statement Tuesday that public voting was ended because people, quote, attempted to change the vote totals. And their statement says, unfortunately, it was brought to NASA's attention yesterday that some members of the public use social media not to encourage students, but to per to attack a particular student team based on their race and encourage others to disrupt the contest and manipulate the vote and attempt to manipulate, I'm sorry, and manipulate the vote. Um, and the attempt to manipulate the vote occurred shortly after those posts. Um, How miserable of a person are you 
that right. you would do something like this for a bunch of high schoolers, like seventeen-year-old girls? What is your life? life? Yeah, that this is this is what you're Ugh. this is what you're doing. What you do with your time? Get a hobby. Get do something. I mean, obviously, hacking is your your hobby, but get a better hobby. Get a real job. Get a do something. Losers. Yeah, and just use your power. Evil. How about that? Um. So. Um. So basically, NASA said that out of the eight finalists, they're going to have to um, announce the winners um, this month, later this month. In addition to the public voting, judges assess the projects to determine the winners who are invited to NASA's Godard Space Flight Center in Greenbelt, Maryland for two days of workshops with the winning team receiving a $4,000 stipend to cover mm. expenses. So, um, so, you know, it seems like some pretty cool um, prizes on the line. Um, Sharif Skinner and Snell did not talk about the controversy staining the voting, but said in interviews Tuesday that they're excited about the positive attention their project has received from classmates, the D.C. community, and even strangers on social media. Um, and, um, and then they, you know, they talk about what they invented. Um, and Sharif is quoted as saying, in the STEM field, we are underrepresented. It's important to be role models for a younger generation who want to be in the STEM field, but don't think that mm. they can. Um, and... Um, the NASA competition calls on students to find creative ways to use space technology in their everyday lives. And the team said they considered dozens of ideas that settled on the water purification system because they noticed some water fountains in their school could not be used because of potential lead contamination. Mm. They worked at the Inclusive Innovation Incubator, a technology lab focused on diversity and entrepreneurship near Howard University and where they volunteer and their mentor at the incubator encouraged them to compete and supervise them on weekends as they built a prototype. Um, and then it goes into more detail about the prototype okay. itself. Um, so, um, so yeah, so it's just so stupid. <sighs> like you said, like what, it, what is your life that this is what you're spending time doing? It's so absurd. Crazy. Um, so absurd and so you know it's it's a bummer for them that they can't you know just continue. obviously they had to shut down the public voting and so it'll you know mm -hmm. the results will be whatever that they are with the votes that already came mm -hmm. in um but it's just you know unfortunate you know because i'm sure that's part of the whole getting nominated is the, yeah, the, the fun of you know rallying, your support and rallying your troops and yeah and kind of seeing how many votes you can get and whatever so um, really, really unfortunate that there are so many Horrible um, people. ignorant people. Yeah, that are just have nothing, like you said, nothing better to mm. do. Okay. Um, so that's the story out DC. of uh, DC. Okay. Number three. <laughs> okay. Number three. Um, I, I figured I'd end on something a little lighter, but still interesting. Your stories have been pretty, um, well, as we been pretty light. Pretty light. Pretty light. Although, you know, it's just, I don't know. Racism, yeah. Bastards. Yeah, racism. Um, this is just interesting um, and something that I, I didn't know was going on. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think this is out of the New York Times. Yeah, New York Times by Elaine Glusak, today's um, online uh, edition. The headline reads, Hawaii passes bill banning sunscreen. 
that can harm coral reefs. Have you heard mm -hmm. about this? Um, this legislation prohibits the distribution of sunscreens that contain chemicals that scientists have found contributes to the to the bleaching of coral when washed off in the ocean. Mm. So fascinating. I didn't even know that this was, I mean, I don't, why would I? I was not like, um, yeah, you're like on top of uh, your information about coral reefs. I'm a, my marine biology. Right. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you're not um, using yeah. that marine bi biology degree, Andrea. I know. Oh, I know. I, all those mm, years, just all, all those units I spent in marine biology just wasted away. Um, on May 1st, Hawaii became the first state to pass this bill banning the sale of sunscreen that can, contains these harmful chemicals. The legislation prohibits the distribution of sunscreens containing chemicals oxybenzone and octinoxate. Okay. That's, <laughs> that scientists have found that contributes to the, the coral bleaching when washed off in the ocean. The sunscreen bill now awaits signature of the governor, and the new rule would not go into effect until the, uh, till 2021, so not for a few years. Um, but this was just some interesting facts in this article. An estimated 14,000 tons of sunscreen is believed to be deposited in oceans annually. Mm -hmm. The greatest damage found in popular reef areas in Hawaii and in the Caribbean. In 2015, the nonprofit Hereticus Environmental Lab surveyed Trunk Bay Beach on St. John, where visitors range from two to 5,000 swimmers daily, and estimated that over 6,000 pounds of sunscreen was deposited on the mm. reef annually. Uh, the same year, it found an average of 412 pounds of sunscreen was deposited daily on the reef at Hanauma Bay, a popular snorkeling destination in Oahu that draws an average of 2,600 swimmers each day. Um, and then it goes on to just explain that, you know, sunscreen isn't the only thing that can affect um, coral reefs, um, but, you know, a lot of other things. You know, there's all, always, like, you know, agricultural runoff or sewage dumping or other harmful chemicals, but sunscreen is a big contributor that you can actually, you know, kind of quickly do something about. Um, makers of traditional sunscreens oppose the legislation, and this right. is interesting, too. I mean, that makes sense, but the, they're, one of the things that they're pointing out is that the chemicals in question um, are not just approved by the FDA, but they're also vital to preventing skin cancer. Right. So it does kind of beg the question, like, okay, so what is, how can sunscreen, how can sunscreen companies work to figure out you know because obviously the whole point of sunscreen is protection from skin cancer um and so how do you how do they figure they obviously it's going to take some research and i'm imagining maybe that's why it doesn't go into effect for a few years that's what of, i'm thinking you know, i'm thinking if they knew like they've known for a while that this these chemicals cause this mm -hmm. issue so i feel that most sunscreen you know, manufacturers have seen the writing on the wall and have started to try to develop something, you know, that wouldn't be harmful. But yeah, like that takes time. It takes some research. Yeah. And there are some. So there are some sunscreens. What you're looking for now is um, them to be marked reef safe sunscreen alternatives. Mm -hmm. um, and a, some, a couple of the brands are Tropic Sport and Raw Elements, and they include mineral sunblocks with zinc oxide or titanium dioxide. They must be non-nano in size to be considered reef safe. If they are 
below 100 nanometers, the creams can be ingested by corals. Hmm. Um, so already many island resorts and attractions, including Hanama Bay State Park, are urging visitors to use reef-safe sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, and according to Craig Downs, who's the executive director of the Environmental Lab, um, he says, everyone has come together to support this legislation, um, both local nurses and doctors, resorts and airlines, um, as well as the entrepreneurial spirit of new, su- new sunscreen companies to supply reef-safer products. Mm-hmm. So it does seem like it is kind of opening up this avenue of, you know, new marketing um, for companies that are willing to, um, to work to figure out, you know, how to make these reef-safe sunscreens that are also going to be as effective and preventing skin cancer. Okay. Yeah, this is a topic that I really have no input I don't use sunscreen. Like, I know, like, I'm supposed to use, at times, like, at least a 15 or 8 or something like that. But I don't like it. It turns me purple. I don't like it. It turns you purple? Yeah. Like, I'll put on sunscreen and, like, my skin will, like, glow purple. It's very strange. And it freaks me out. And so, you know, that is true because sunscreen does have kind of, like, um, a, a real, like, high blue tint to it yeah um so i could see how on on a darker complexion it would have that that the color effect i could see that now yeah. i've never thought about it but that right well, yeah that's not your yeah that's <laughs> not your concern though <laughs> no and i do need i i use sunscreen because i need it yeah um because i will get pink and red in a hot second um but um yeah i don't I use sunscreen for sure, like on my face every day. Um, But, um, but yeah, I just thought it was just interesting that it's just kind of this, you know, um, it makes sense that, yeah, this environmental thing that, um, that you don't really think, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I've just, it's just sort of like the effect of things, you know, like for years there have been all this like campaigning around sunscreen and protecting yourself in the sun and not laying out and skin cancer and the dangers of all those things, you know, and for there to be all of a sudden, you know, like, okay, wait, hold on, but not that sunscreen, you know? So yeah, the, the, the moving target aspect of it. It reminds me of the whole, you know, I used to work in recycling and, Mm -hmm. The whole issue of the plastic bag and the paper bags, and there's like a comic oh, book God. that my that my um one of my bosses used to have up where it was kind of like, oh, we're gonna use paper bags, and there's like, oh no, paper bags, um, hurt trees. You know, you're destroying trees. Use plastic bags. Oh, plastic bags are great. Oh no, plastic bags are killing animals in right. the ocean. Let's go back to using paper. Like it's like this. Like, cycle it's like crazy so we're like just whatever use whatever it doesn't matter um <laughs> it's it's just a moving target and yeah. I think that it's the the idea really ought to be I mean and I think for in this case like if there's something that you can make that's that that still meets both purposes great but I also feel like if there's something if there isn't something that's going to be as effective at preventing skin cancer then like you know I feel like let's I'm like just let's use that let's one. Right, like let's you know, it's it doesn't like human life is more important. Um, I so you know, I, I don't one doesn't think, think so. That, 
Everyone doesn't think so, but I think that that's, for me, like, is one of the, the takeaways of this is that, yeah, let's, surely, like, let's always work to do things that are better overall and across the board and have, like, you know, more, like, of a zero loss, you know? Mm-hmm. But if that's not possible, then human life needs to be more valued. Right. Um, and, um, and, and then, it's you know, it just becomes unfortunate that there's a... Right. A, you know a, a, some other some other issue that okay. as a result you know so um so yeah no but it is oftentimes i think with at least like you said with the paper versus plastic and whatever there's just it's a moving target yeah so right. so yeah so yeah kind of lighter stories this, this week a little lighter on the news so yeah, well, after yeah. last week and all the murder stuff murder i told you i was like oh my god it was horrible <laughs> wait who said that bestie and i was like oh. stop i was like you hate it stop listening to it and she was like oh my god the murder it was horrible why would anyone want to talk about that think about it she's like i had nightmares <laughs> oh my goodness did she have nightmares she needs yes. to fast forward past the scary stuff oh my gosh yeah she her and true crime <laughs> she hates it i tried to get her to watch listen to the first episode of serial and like my favorite murder she's like why are we listening to this? Turn this off. Well, first of all, serial. She got the episode. She's like, he did it, and I was like, you you listened to like ten minutes. <laughs> like, oh my goodness! <laughs> so not he did it. Yeah, she's like, oh, he did it. I was like, okay. Uh, wow. Anyway, okay. So yeah, That's hysterical. So thank you. You're Andrea welcome. Um, viral Vox. So there are a few okay. things that I saw that cracked me up. One is the two, the first two are like kind of short. I just saw one of them and like died laughing. So, uh-huh. the first one is okay. So, Creed 2 is filming currently in Philadelphia. Michael Bay Jordan mm-hmm. reprising his role, um, his role. And okay. so, much to your delight, much to my delight, Michael Bay Jordan. Mm-hmm. And so, they're, I guess, they were like filming on the campus of Temple or near Temple. And so, one of the students decided to slide into his DMs. It was like, mm-hmm. hey, do you mind if you know we come by and take a picture? And he was like, she's like, I'll buy you a smoothie. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I'm not going to say, like, I'll buy you a drink. Like, what is that? And so he's right. like, yeah, I'll buy you a smoothie. And he was like, no smoothie necessary. Just, you know, come through. Sure, I'll take a picture with you. She's adorable. She's really cute. Adorable. So, of course, uh-huh. he was like, oh, yeah. And, um, and so she's like, okay, so security is not going to, like, give us a hard time or whatever. And he was like, if they do, like, just, you know, DM me and I'll come get you guys. It's because some of her and some of her friends, you know, a couple of her friends came with her. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, they got there. Security did give him a hard time. He came and got them and took the most adorable picture. <laughs> I did. I do think I saw this. I'm and not, she was like, and was when, when you, so this is what happened when you slide in his DMs. And so oh, people, I think her name is Sylvia. And so people have been like started a hashtag, of course, like um, a whole thing called pulling a Sylvia. And oh, it's like, oh funny. my crush, I'm gonna uh, slide in my D- in his DMs. You never know what's gonna happen. Look at Sylvia, like <laughs> she. <laughs> That's cute. So that was adorable, cute, cute, cute. Um, okay. Then um, oh, this one I just saw and I cracked up. So. There's a picture, so the meme 
um, said, Ahmad Rashad had the worst groomsman ever. So it's a picture of his wedding with uh, Felicia Rashad. And there's the minister. I think that her father was uh, married them. Okay. Um, Felicia Rashad and Debbie Allen looking beautiful. Of course. Ahmad Rashad and two of his groomsmen. Can you imagine, can you guess who his two worst, who his two groomsmen were? Just horrible people. God, no. Who? One, Bill Cosby and oh. O.J. Simpson. Oh, no! <laughs> no! Shut up! <laughs> oh, was I was like, oh, that's Oh, funny. that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How did that even resurface? Who put that out there? That's I horrible. Know. I just saw it pop up. And I was oh like, my god! Oh, did you see it? No, no, no! I haven't oh, okay. seen it. I'm just, just dying. Yeah, I'm just picturing it. I just the idea of it seems. Uh, oh my god, that is awful. That is so horrible. I was like, Lord, you have this picture, this wedding. Like, yes. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that marriage was doomed from the beginning. So now, <laughs> it's like horrible. Oh, uh, so yeah. So that was crazy. That um, is insane. Yeah, so the one that I was, I saw those two things and decided to, you know, just mention those real quick. But the one that I was going to do, which basically went viral, took over um, Mm -hmm. Twitter, Instagram all week, Mm -hmm. was, um, I know you've heard it, I was like, this is all I'm going to say about him. Because, you know, all his shenanigans, Kanye West, I'm talking about you. His shenanigans started last week, and I refuse to talk about it. This week, he just did more things. And I was like, I'm going to be forced (sighs) to talk about it. But I was like, you know what? I'm only going to mention this, and I'm not going to discuss any other of his shenanigans. I'm not, not, just not giving him the time. And I'm already just over it. So, of course, like one of his big quotes from his team, his, you know, team, he went to the TMZ office. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a part where he said, when you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. Right. So, of course, you know, he said some other things again, not giving it any more attention because everyone's seen it. But um, so, of course, this comment set Black Twitter into high gear. Yep. And the hashtag was, if slavery was a choice. <laughs> Some of the things that people have put out there under this hashtag, I'm like, you are brilliant. This is hysterical. Yeah. So there's that common meme of some white guy, I think it's an actor, looking like kind of into space like, huh? And so hashtag, if slavery was a choice, massive space where you tell him to pick his own MF cotton. Um... And then someone on Twitter wrote, you mean to tell me all Negroes had to do was opt out of slavery, question mark? And then one person responded, all you had to do was text stop to 1863. Where is that other one that I liked? Um, Hashtag, if slavery was a choice, it's like an old grandma, like, looking on a phone, like, texting Hashtag if slavery was a choice. Hey, you come to the field to pick cotton and respond her response, who all there? Not who all there. Who all there? That's how we do. Um uh, then um there's like a girl, this one, there's a lady kind of busting through a door, like wearing kind of a fun, like little dress, you know, kind of vacation dress. 
and it's me switching to a carnival cruise instead of the Amistad hashtag <laughs> if slavery was a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, it's like a, a girl who looks like she's in high school with sunglasses on, carrying a drink in her hand. And it's me showing up late for my late to my shift on the plantation with the drink that made me late if slavery was a choice. Because <laughs> you know there's always that thing where you're late coming to work and you got mm-hmm. Starbucks in your hand. You're like, yeah, yeah. yes, this is what made me late. But this I'm is what still... made you late. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But that's that's neither here nor there. But okay, whatever. We're not discussing it. So yeah. Oh, so that there's so so many more. And of course, I'll post so those many too. more our social media pages. I know people probably saw them, but I'm still going to share some of my faves and that picture of that meme with um, Bill Cosby. And oh my gosh, yeah, OJ. I just looked up the picture. That is insane. Crazy. Um, that is so crazy. But yeah, my, oh, I have to say, my favorite one was the one of the... There's that, there's that picture... There's so many. ...of um, this... Um, just this, like, average-looking black man on the phone, like, looking oh, like yes, he's, like, waiting... And it's yes. um, hashtag if slavery was a choice, me trying to get my slave shift cover. <laughs> I was dying. I was like, oh my God, this is so dumb. Just kind yeah, of. I saw one like that one, but it was like calling HR because the overseer called me a nigger. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> like the same little man. Right, the same <laughs> little man, yes, yes, because he does look pressed, like, he's just on the phone looking pressed, so yes, it's like, hysterical. Call yeah. right now. Yeah, I'm calling, I'm, I'm just, I'm, let me, I'm, I can't right now, I need to make this phone call. I need to make this phone call. Ooh, oh, hysterical. So, yeah, so hysterical. that, oh my god, Black Twitter, again, never Love disappoints. Love it, never disappoints. Never disappoints. Okay, so that's the end of the viral box, and Wait's gonna go slide right into Wait, Tell Me Everything, so... Mm-hmm. First of all, I want to wish a happy first birthday to little Sienna Princess Wilson. Um, both Russ, Russell Wilson and Sierra. Has it been a so- year already? Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Like, they've only showed her, like, the last three months. So, um, they posted the most adorable pictures uh, from her party. Like, one, she's, like, in a little basket, and it's like a balloon, like a... um what do you call those things like a hot air balloon and she's in a little basket and there's like a bunch of balloons and baby teachers you know standing mm-hmm. next to her he's well he's not baby teacher anymore he's like toddler future anyway mm-hmm. and um one of her like again with her birthday cake and like a bunch of little tool and just pink it's so cute and then there's a little video of her dancing with her daddy oh, and she's cute. just laughing and smiling and they are twins so cute yeah they really she are friends just like her daddy yeah so oh um, sweet so adorable happy first birthday sienna happy they call first. her cc love it other cc so yeah um the next story ridiculous hmm. um cat williams you know cat williams the comedian Ugh, yes yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. Um, so apparently Kat and a group of his friends arrived at Spondivitz, which is a restaurant here in Atlanta. Okay. That I've actually been to and it's fine. Like it's not even like a seafood restaurant. It's fine, but I don't like restaurants that have a lot of rules for guests. 
Okay. Like, that's why I don't like the serving spoon. Like, I love the food at the serving oh, spoon right. in Inglewood. <laughs> yes. But there's a whole, like, a list, like, whole side of the menu talking about all the things you can't do. And I was like, I don't need this. I'd rather just eat at home. Like, I don't need instructions. I don't need you to tell me all the how to act in public, mm-hmm. how to act in restaurants. So I was like, whatever. So Spot Divs is kind of the same way. So when I went, I was like, it's very, it's expensive for what it is, I thought. And you have to wait. I don't care what time you go. And it's just not worth it to me. Anyway, so he was going to that restaurant, Spawn Davis. Everybody in Atlanta knows where Spawn Davis is. Okay. Um, so apparently, so this was last year about this time. So uh-huh. they were, he was, they, him and his party were greeted by a server, Kevin Oliveira. Uh-huh. And they were told that it was going to be a bit of a wait. You know, okay. to accommodate his party. Because, again, it's not that big of a restaurant. Like, parking's horrible. You have to wait. I think our last time I went, we had to wait, like, maybe almost like 30 minutes or an hour. And I'm like, no. Yeah, it's not I, even that great? Okay. I didn't know that then. Like, right, right, right. No, I get I think it. it was, yeah. And so, um, so, yeah. So, they had to wait. So, apparently... Um, well, the whole thing is that like, he's being sued now by this server. So apparently, mm. according to the server, Cat became so upset that he threw a salt shaker at his face, causing oh. severe injuries. He said he had to be transported to the hospital to get 10 stitches to treat a gash on his lip and mouth. And now he's seeking unspecified damages for his medical expenses, impairment of earning capacity, and past and future lost earnings. Oh, wow. But, okay, yes. You do not throw things at people because no. they don't sit you down. I was like, I don't know if he back on that stuff or what's going on. Uh-huh. But that's not how you behave. No. But I have questions. Like, how hard do you have to hit someone at salt shaker that they need 10 stitches? I mean, that's pretty hard, right? Like, and, I mean, not impossible. Okay. But I do, yeah, like, you would have to, he's got a good arm on him. Like, he should... Like... Kat Williams doesn't seem particularly like <laughs> you know what I mean yeah he's kind of a scrawny little dude yeah um... he's like four foot two like he's like in the lollipop <laughs> guild so I was like, I was like really I you don't all know that? yeah I don't I don't know his life I don't know like what his Mm-mm. you know he could be like Kevin Hart Kevin Hart is like right gets his little, yeah, but he, he like has he's cut so he's pretty strong, but he's like tiny. Um, so I don't know if all of that is happening underneath his clothes or whatever, but I was like, wow, that's hard. Yeah. And then because I'm petty, I'm messy. Um, the medical expenses I see, impairment of earning capacity and past and future lost earnings. I was like, you couldn't mm-hmm. work. Yeah, not ten stitches on your face is not a reason to not work. As a server, like, yeah, I was like, you weren't serving, dude. It wasn't like you missing out on like millions of dollars. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I could see if he was like a a face. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, if you said, if you were, if your, if your work is something where you use your your look, his lip and his mouth. Sure. So I was like, what do you do? Maybe he plays, maybe he plays the saxophone on the side. 
okay, so maybe that. I need to read the rest of the court papers because this did not make any sense to me. I don't care enough to read the rest of the court papers. What am I talking about? Right. Like, I was just like, lost a future earning as a server, but I was like, of course, you know, you're a server, you probably do other things. So, yeah, so if he was Bleak Gilliam or some other jazz person. You don't know that he's not. I don't know that he's not. So This could be the make... day job. This could be the, like, little side job that he, like, you know, yes. pays the rent, so, but he's really yes. trying to come up in the brass instrument world that's right you're exactly mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. look at me see being small-minded being and, small-minded and, mm-hmm. and labeling uh, people cynical I'm so sorry i'm so sorry kevin i apologize yeah he could be doing the the mo better blues um yeah i was like yeah. i like that you you caught the bleak reference good job see oh absolutely Okay. How many times have I seen that movie? <laughs> oh my god, I love that movie so much. Good lord. Okay, Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Um, so, um, speaking of so that culture. That. Yes, oh gosh. Um, Bobby Brown. Oh god, what happened? Is... What? No, it's not a bad thing. Like, what? I, I don't know why I feel oddly protective of Bobby Brown. What? And really, do you? <laughs> why indeed because i okay it all kind of stems from everyone blaming whitney houston's addiction on him and i was like whitney houston was using drugs way before him so i don't understand why everyone's kind of i just feel it's unfair and that's like a hardcore new edition fan like and bobby brown was a hot mess and he's always been a hot mess i remember the last time i went to like a new edition concert he was backstage acting a hot mess so like he's a mess but i was just like it's kind of like that bad you know when you're a teacher that bad kid in class any little thing that they do like it gets amplified because you know they're just such a little badass Uh uh so it's uh like that it's like yeah you are bad and doing stuff that you need not do but like you don't need to get blamed for everything so i don't know so yeah i feel a little oddly I'll be protective. Okay. okay. But he was an enabler at the very least. Yeah, he was an enabler. Like, give him at least that. Like, he's a hot mess, but yeah, he was okay. an enabler. Okay, so they're currently filming the Bobby Brown story. Oh, okay. That will air on BET in September. And so it's basically a continuation of the New Edition movie, which BET doesn't do a lot of things that I like, but gosh darn it, that New Edition movie was great. Oh, really? And... I never saw it. <gasps> It was an event. It was like appointment TV for every person I knew <laughs> in my age group. Like, and again, like I don't have television, but I made it a point to be at somebody's house. <laughs> yeah, I did not to watch that three part thing because, like, again, like they were like my favorites from when I was like a little girl. So I was just like, I have to see this, and it was like, yeah, you know, all the women in our age group, like it was an event. So. They're doing a continuation. It's going to, you know, be the Bobby Brown story, kind of his, you know, rise and all of that. So mm-hmm. that's going to be, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be very excited to watch that. I'm um, okay. involved in that production. Um, but this particular story has to do with him um, having a hard time watching the scenes involving Bobby Christina. So, you know, they're kind of going over his life, biopic. Uh-huh. Um, so he gave a recent interview um, he had a recent interview with Billboard magazine uh-huh. and he basically said um, just the thought of her and looking at my youngest daughter and my other kids knowing they'll never get to know their oldest sister is a struggle 
it gets rough sometimes. Of course, I have to go through it because I can't change it. And uh-huh. the guy who plays, you know, Bobby Brown, he played him in the new edition movie. He's going to continue his role. He was really good, too. Uh-huh. Um, he um, said that, yeah, like, you know, they've all noticed, like, you know, during those scenes, he's having a hard time, you know, kind uh-huh. of breaking down and crying. So I was just like, oh, but yeah, like, it, I, was like I feel like it must be like really like surreal to like relive your life in this way sure yeah you know, very good, good times and even like because he seems to be like in a pretty good place now he's remarried he has like i think like three or four kids you know other kids now with his new wife and um wow. it seems to be like kind of like you know getting his act together or whatever finally uh, his old uh, age uh. and um you know it's kind of hard i guess to, to kind of relive all of your mistakes and like all of the tragedy or whatever in your life. So uh, I wouldn't want to do it. That's for I, sure. Oh my gosh. I was like, it sounds so awful. Like, yeah. So I was just like, you know, it's kind of like that, you know, like those shows they do where you're like, you go to heaven and God like replays like, <laughs> right, right, right. It's yeah. Like, that, like, it's like, it's not great. So, uh-uh. you know, just uh, Bobby Brown, like, yeah, that's crazy. So, you know, like, Bobby Christina passed, you know, passed away, um, uh-huh. and they ruled that her former boyfriend was responsible for her death, and he hmm. was ordered to pay, like, all this money, but, of course, he ain't got no money um, to pay. He's supposed to pay $36 million to her estate. Hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, so, How's he supposed to do that? Right. He doesn't have any money, but it, it was more kind of like a symbolic thing of, like, you were responsible and there's this judgment against him that he will never be able to pay. Because he's just some kid who does He, like, lived with them all this time. Like, he didn't mm-hmm. really do anything. Um, so, oh, so, the, you know, the good thing that they also talked about that he did recently, um, that in, in Bobby Christina's honor, uh, Bobby Brown uh, created the Bobby Christina Brown Serenity House, which helps women that have been victims of domestic violence. So, hmm. you know, because there's a whole thing that her, um, the former boyfriend was, you know, abusive or whatever. So. Oh, wow. Yikes. Okay. Well, yeah. there's something. Some good that's coming some out good of that's it. that's coming out of it or something that's going to help other people, hopefully. Yeah, I hope so. Uh-huh. So, yeah, Bobby Brown, like, uh-huh. again, like, I'm just like, oh, that's rough. Because I'm just looking at that, the whole new edition thing uh-huh. like, i think that brought up some issues between the group too because you know they've been uh-huh. touring on and off for a while like they were the ones who kind of started the reunion tour again for like nostalgia acts, of, acts from the 90s they kind of kicked that off and kind of uh-huh. everyone's now doing that and so they kind of come back but then they like would get in fights and like why we can't be a group anymore and uh-huh. like they're you know certain people were closer friends than other people and so like that all kind of i think was dredged back up again with the movie and like the one real takeaway from the new edition movie was that Ralph Tresvant was too good for his friends aww and that like I never knew like I always knew like Ralph was kind of like sweet or whatever like that's how he kind of came across but really like they were all like terrible (laughs) he was like the one like aww because basically how it started off, like, they wanted him, just him. They just wanted him. Oh, interesting. And he was like, no, like, all of us. It's going to be all of us. And so that's kind of how, because, like, wow. honestly, I love Ronnie DeVoe. He's my favorite, but Ronnie DeVoe's no singer. He's a great dancer, but he's sure. no singer. And the only reason why he kind of 
got involved because their manager, he was their manager's um, nephew and they needed another person in the group. And so that's how he got involved. Uh, and like, you know, Mike isn't very much uh-uh. a singer. Like, you know, uh-uh. Ricky, Bobby, and Ralph are the singers. Right. And so it's kind of like, yeah, these other new girls are just kind of <laughs> riding the wave of all my hard work. <laughs> these <laughs> other Negroes. And that's okay, Ralph, it was like, y'all some ungrateful Negroes. Ralph is out there like he like is grinding in the studio working and y'all are in here hooking in the room hooking up with girls and enjoying y'all money like we're wow. making the same amount of money and i'm doing a disproportionate number of the work like, wow so yeah so i was just like oh ralph Trasman, you are we're too good for your friends man yeah poor ralph poor ralph um yeah so that was um that was that. So, yeah, Bobby Brown. I'm like, huh. Wow. Glad you're getting together. Keep it together. And looking forward to September to see that um, movie, the Bobby Brown story. Okay. Okay. So, the last thing is um, so Issa Rae has been trending this week. Oh, Issa so, Rae? Yeah. So, when I noticed that she was trending, I'm thinking, Oh, it had to do with season three of Insecure. So, you know, about this time uh-huh. last year, season two of Insecure um, premiered. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, so, well, July. So I'm going to say, like, in, during the summer, end of the summer. So uh-huh. I was like, oh, there must be dropping a trailer or, like, sure. releasing, you know, uh-huh. or tell, HBO's telling the release date for season three. No, girl. No, no. Someone dragged out an excerpt from her three-year-old book, Misadventures <laughs> of an Awkward Black Girl. Okay, and, so now is this a book that was like, what was the book about? It was kind of like, you know how people, because I've got like Mindy Kalig's book and, you know, like just, just some of these like just books, like a series of like, I didn't read it. But I'm is it just like their like, thought, her thoughts on like the world or commentary? I think, yeah, like, like it's different things, like her, like it's called, you know, it's based, it's titled the same as her web series, right? Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl. So I think right. it's kind of like her expounding on different things that had, you know, with her life and you know, living as an awkward black girl trying to navigate life. Okay. So I didn't read it because I'm just like, whatever, I get it. You know, I'm an awkward black girl. I don't mm-hmm. need to read your story. Right. I, it's right. my life. Yeah, I, basically. I yeah, we, we're clear. That. Yeah, we're clear on what that's like. Thanks. Right. So again, someone dragged up an excerpt from this book that came out again three years ago and zoomed in on a part where Issa discussed how no one was checking for Asian men and black women. Oh, I vaguely remember this. Okay. Okay. So in this excerpt, uh, Issa suggested that since black men seem to date outside of their race more often, um, and she talked about like how the multiple multitude of stereotypes, you know, about black women contributed to that, uh-huh. um, and just kind of beauty um, standards or whatever, and how Asian men are often emasculated in the media, and how it's very common for Asian women to date outside of their race. Mm-hmm. Uh, she suggested that black men, black women and Asian men join forces. And again, this is not an unheard of. Right. Suggestion. Like, I feel it's like I've heard this common. theme. Right. I've heard this theme before, but not from Issa Rae. 
Right, because it's, okay. it's, you know, because based on, like, um, I can't remember which online dating service <clears throat> did statistic did, you know, the um, research behind it, but it's come out, you know, like, online dating, the least desired groups are Asian men and Black women. That Someone should invent an app that hooks black women up with Asian men. Like, there must be, oh, like, that. Is that girl, a thing? Is that a thing It's yet? a thing! Let me tell you, because, you know, I have my moment. You know, whatever. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I'm like, there's clearly a marketing opportunity here. So, there are all kinds of, like, Facebook groups and groups uh, for, like, black women and Asian men. Like, it's a thing. Oh, and so, okay. like, I even follow this, like, Filipino guy uh-huh. who, um, He's actually like writes a lot about race and stuff, and he was in one of those groups, and it kind of started as that. And he, um, it's called the Love Life of an Asian Guy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he met his wife in one of those groups, and like he's married to like a black woman. Um, oh, that is now. terrific! How yeah, funny. so, um, so yeah, like it, girl, it's thing. Like this is something that I love it. People have tuned in on. I'm not, you know me. I'm not mad at it. I'm at it. I'm at it. And you, you know, you go make some really pretty babies. Oh my gosh. And you will have, that child will have the most delicious food to eat. (laughs) (laughs) It is the best of both worlds. You're, yeah, so you're going to have looks and culinary uh, choices and options. That it's pretty, pretty, yeah, that's, yeah, it's pretty good. It, yeah, I was like, I, um, what was it? So it was like, all of my favorite food is like, I was like, all kinds of Asian food except for like Vietnamese food are like my favorite. So mm-hmm. I was like, and you know, of course, soul food, whatever. So I was like, yes, yeah, so like, it would just be like the best of both worlds in terms of dinner. And the holidays, like oh my god, like every every like dinner time would always be like fusion. Like you're, you... yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have some fried chicken and some. Oh my god, <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it, I love it, I love it. Yes. Okay, so this is what she said. Which I'm sorry again, like I don't care. Um, this is why I propose that Black women and Asian men join forces and love marriage and procreation. Educated black women, what better intellectual match for you than an Asian man? I'm kind of racist. Um, Ooh. And I'm not talking to... Okay, I was just like, okay. That part's a little scathing. That's a little, yeah, that's a little much. Actually, it's more uh, than a little scathing, but yeah, that, she probably went a little, a little bit scathing, overboard there. And I'm sorry, it's, you know, putting a lot on Asian men. There's some dumb Asian men out there. Um <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right just statistically yes. speaking like you everybody can't be yeah a but genius. my thing is like this is not to be taken as an academic discourse like sure this is a comedian sure. talking so like while there's you know kernels of like truth and like what she's saying it's like to be taken lightly and like in a jokey manner anyway could, as, if you can read like you will get that it's like supposed to be funny okay uh-huh. I continue and I'm not talking about Filipinos they're like the blacks of Asians <laughs> I can't lie go ahead well I gotta well, you know I gotta think Koreans too Filipinos yes 
but Koreans no, too. Filipinos more so. Filipinos more like. so than Koreans, yeah. Sure. Okay. I'm talking Chinese, Vietnamese, Japanese, etc. So black women after college, maybe it's a good idea to settle in Los Angeles, Angeles or elsewhere where where Koreatown is a hot spot. So like, don't you see? Like that's kind of like a joking. Sure. Like like yeah, I was like, but people were taking it serious. How about oh she's a you know yeah people like Issa Rae are agents oh. Oh, really, Issa Rae? Like, people were just, like, in their feelings. They're, like, um, context, mm-hmm. grain of truth. Mm-hmm. She said it lightly as a joke. Like, y'all just now getting to this three years later? Like, why? what are y'all talking about? Like, why is this thing now so? Yeah, it, it, I think the thing that's, two things. I think the thing that's weird is that it's three years later, and why is everyone just, like, discovering this like, like, why, whoever dragged this little excerpt out, like, why and what is the point? Um, and yeah, it's and not like it's the great Gatsby where, like, oh, <laughs> you're in high school and you're just now getting around to it. It's like very much a throwaway book right. that you read when it comes out and you toss it, give it to your friend, it kind of makes the rounds, or you know, like, you don't know where it is later. Like, that, um, what's her name? Lovey book. Like, I did it for a book club. I read that no more. Like it's not like literature. No, so no. Just, and then yeah, like you said, a grain of truth to it. But I mean, I think I would say if there was anything to take issue with was the one this the one compared you know the, the like intellect intellect comment, which I think again feels a little scathing. But um, yeah, but the rest is. of it is sort of like who cares? Like who cares what Issa right. Rae thinks? I mean, honestly, I don't care what Issa Rae thinks about really anything like she's just a, a person a, you know like she's a fairly like newly popular celebrity I get all that but like I, what she thinks has no effect on my life absolutely um, not you know she's some not, people I don't know so like I don't get like the like getting all up in arms about any of this just because I'm like she ain't okay so she's are, somebody are who's th- missing out on Issa Rae right. <laughs> right Issa Rae who is dating a black man there you go. So, what is wrong with you? What is your problem, honey? Honey. Honey, no. Honey, no. Just so. Uh, so, yeah, cut it out. Cut it out. So, stop being outraged. Yeah, the outrage is what's crazy. It's just kind of like, okay, like, again, like, for me, and I feel like this about most celebrities, like, anything that you're out there thinking, like, okay, like, I know that there's a lot of people out there thinking something different, opposite, you know, polar to what I think, okay, you know, like, unless you have influence and power and are in a position where you can maybe do something with that, then I'm, then I'll start to maybe concern myself with your opinion. But other than that, like, all right. No, unless you can, you will directly affect my life. Right. I don't Mm. care what you think. Uh -uh. Go and think, because just like, I don't expect you to care about what I think. Like, who cares? Okay. Right, especially on something like this. It's like, really, come yeah. on. And this kind of... Okay, this is leading me to something else. Like, just to, I guess, personal thoughts this week. I just had, like, a weird little interaction this week. and Well, like, last week, too. Mm-hmm. And because, like, when I'm at work, I'm focused on work. I don't chit-chat. You know, I chit-chat a little bit, but not like... I'm not the usual chatty, won't shut up Kristen that most of my friends... No, I'm not. Yeah, like if you, <laughs> if you, I could tell, you know, you could tell a person doesn't know me when they think I'm quiet. Right. 
And Absolutely. So I was like, yeah, I was like, you don't know me. Like, we're not friends like that. I don't talk to you. My other friends are just like, oh my god, you talk so much. I was like, yes, I know. I'm sorry. Right. And someone said, like, oh, you know, someone said, um, and I took this and I was like, this. I struggle with silence. Yes, I struggle you do. with quiet. I struggle with quiet. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so, something, you know, like some, you know, things happen. I think, like, people, because I'm quiet, assume that I'm naive sometimes or like I don't know things. Huh. And I was like, don't mistake my indifference <laughs> for naivete. Right. And I think that's a big thing. Because you know me, like, there's a whole lot of stuff. I just, don't care about I like I sure. don't care and like I there's no need for me to get into a thing with you or to prove that I know something or that I'm good at something like everybody don't need I was like there's no need for you to know what I do and do not know right if it doesn't serve me like I mean there's no point like there's no need to go about oh yes I know all about that let me right. tell you like that's obnoxious and like I don't care. Like, I don't care that much about you or whatever. Like, do what you're doing. I'm going to do what I'm, I'm, I'm minding my business, basically. Right, right. And so that's my whole thing. And so I think a lot of people, like, mistake, you know, me being quiet or, like, you know, at work as, like, or, you know, other spaces as being, like, naive or just, like, not knowing things and gullible. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, baby, I just don't care. Right. About you. <laughs> yeah. No, of <laughs> like, course. I was like, I am well aware <laughs> of what's happening. Yeah. But I'm you just... don't need to know all this. Yeah, I'm I mean, choosing to opt out. Know. Opting out is, yeah. a, is a real I option. I am choosing to opt out. Like, yeah. I am not engaging in this. Yeah. So, yeah. So, please know if you encounter someone. And, oddly, you know, and it's oddly kind of, I will say, it's oddly satisfying for, some, for me to see someone thinking they're getting over on me. And I was like, honey. Right. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, I'm two steps ahead of you, but that's right. okay. You'll find you'll find out later. You'll find out when you catch up to where I yeah <laughs> right to where I actually am seated. You will then realize yeah. that uh, the tortoise does indeed beat the hare in the end. Yeah, so. that was just like need to know basis. Like, yeah, it's yeah. And I guess it's kind of like yeah. I was like, I hate what people do. Like, don't make assumptions about people. I kind of hate. Yeah, I assume, always say, yeah, don't assume like I bad. did with poor with poor Kevin. I made an assumption. I still don't know Kevin's story, but uh, <laughs> the waiter at Spot Divots. The waiter oh, right, at Spot right. Divots. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> right. You don't yeah, know. Like, you know had a coworker. You don't know what his who, life is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like who made assumptions about one of our other coworkers. And I was like, you know, this lady has like a master's degree. Like, don't make assumptions about people. Right. Just because of like what their present job is, you know, their demeanor, or they're soft-spoken. Uh-huh. Like, you can't make those assumptions about uh-huh. people. So that's kind of been my takeaway <laughs> from the past couple of weeks. I was just like, uh-huh. it kind of irked me a little bit, and then I went back to my usual, like, oh, whatever. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Idiot. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, okay. There you go. There's, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Uh, the usual abrupt drop my mic <laughs> I kind of like went into my personal thing like a little bit time. yeah you did yeah. kind of dip into your personal that's fine you're allowed mm-hmm. right. yeah okay, okay. go on mm-hmm. yeah. alright so I have um, I, I have 
one um, movie update. Um, I, I forgot to mention last week, so it's actually an old update, but I'm going to mm-hmm. give it anyway. And then um, one other like little project update that I'm still very excited about. Oh, so, um, <laughs> um, so I did um, go see A Quiet Place. Um, okay. And if you haven't seen it already, and if you like thriller type movies, nope. You, you do not need to see this movie. <clears throat> no. But I dragged our friend Annette to see mm-hmm. it. Um, she also is not a huge fan, but she did me the favor because I, of course, I like thriller movies, but I don't want to see them by myself. Mm. Um, so uh, we went to go see it. It's really, really good. But the, for me, one of the funniest things about it is, as you know, it uh, stars John Krasinski and, it's his, and his wife, Emily Blunt. And, oh, yeah. and he, it's his first feature film and he directs it and everything, right? And I didn't realize this is, no, this isn't his first feature film. That's what I was, or maybe it's the first feature film he's directed. Maybe, maybe since, I've, I've, I've seen him in movies before. Okay, so maybe it's his directorial okay. debut. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's what I'm getting confused. But in any case. he's in a movie with uh, Maya Rudolph, I know for sure, because I like that little movie. We'll go on. Okay. So his directorial debut then, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's really funny to me about it is that, of course, we all know John Krasinski from The Office, from being right. Jim Halpern. J- Jim. And, and how a big part of Jim's role and character was like, you know, facial expressions and, you mm-hmm. know, kind of like, you know, uh, mucking it up with the camera. And so I think it's hysterical that his directorial debut and like, you know, protagonist role in a film is one where like, there's basically no talking. <laughs> and that there is like a lot of the film is you know, um, based on, like, facial expressions. He's a face actor. He's a face actor. And it's just so funny to me. I was like, okay, this, I, I was like, I'm sure the, the irony has already been pointed out, like, by various... He's like, he spent eight years doing that. Yeah, so, like, it's... Uh, so that part of it is just funny to me, but it's also a really good movie. Like, it, it's very, very suspenseful, very scary, Um and not in a, like, Nightmare on Elm Street way. Like, definitely in, like, your basic, like, thriller, you know, like, what's going to happen next kind of, you know, where is the creature thing. So um, so it's really good. I really enjoyed it. And then, um, so that's my movie recommendation. I know it's been out for a couple of weeks already. You've probably already seen it. But if you haven't, you thought you might want to, like, definitely go. It's terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, my little project. So I told you how I was very much like perplexed by the spices in my cabinet because they were just, I had them. Okay. So you know how you have that little spice part of your pantry and it's like a little stair step thing, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, sort of like stadium seating for your spices. And that's what I had, but it was just not working for me. Like it was, they're hard, you know, even though there was like the little stair step thing, you still can't really see the ones that are all the way in the back, even though I had them in a certain order. Like when you reach back for the one that you want, you knock over like two or three and, you know, like it was just not, it was getting messy and it was taking up a whole shelf and I needed more shelf space to kind of rearrange things in that cabinet. So I went about looking for like a, a, um, space saving way to do my um, spices and Mm -hmm. I decided to do magnetic a magnetic spice wall 
and I love it. I found it's these succia. Isn't it succiat? Succiat. Um, I found these um, everything I found on Amazon by this company called Nice Spice, which I thought was cute too. And they spell nice nice with a spell, Y. With well, actually no, it's G N E I S S. So totally like not how you would ever spell nice, but it's Nice Spice, and okay. these cute little like little uh, hexagon shaped jars. They're clear glass jars with airtight lids and the lids have a magnet on the inside of them. And so it's the lid part that you stick to the wall and you also can buy it. So if you have a fridge that is magnetized, you can put them on your fridge, but um, I don't have a fridge that's magnetized. So um, I just got, they also sell like um, these like stainless steel plates and you can put that wherever you want inside a cabinet or whatever. I put it on the side of a cabinet and mm-hmm. make a little spice wall. And it's so, it's like spices art because you can see all the colors of the different spices are on display. So it's really pretty. Um, and it's also like um, just easy, like doesn't take up any space at all because it's like, you know, taking up this like piece of vertical space that you weren't using for anything anyway. Um, so I'm obsessed with it. Like I, every time mm. I see it in the kitchen, I'm like, Oh, so pretty. <laughs> I just like it so much. This cooking, Andrea, you talk about me. You're like, you go to Atlanta, you, you like to drive, you live with cats. Yeah. Like I I leave and you all of a sudden like cook every day. Like I'm like, what is this? Well, I cook every so week. Good. Well, every week, which is which still, is still like, more than whatever I ask. No, I yeah. know. And I have a new and I and I get excited about spice racks. Yeah, um, I was like, and you buy cookbooks. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? And I buy like, cookbooks. What? I know, I know. It's oh, crazy. God. It's crazy. So that's my let's get personal. I'm, I I really enjoyed the movie, and I recommend it. And if you need a space saving idea, um, maybe I'll post my um, maybe I'll post the picture of my spice rack um, to our uh, Facebook page so you guys can. Hey, see. there's no you know thinking about it just do it post all it. right i'm just gonna do it i'm just gonna post it and you guys are gonna see how cute my new spice rack is so cute suck it yeah so, all right so that's all i have what do you have okay yeah me like nothing much you know time is winding down from when you will be in atlanta excited two weeks from today you guys and also that same weekend again my 20th college yes. reunion and so just trying to I just need to work on a schedule so between like work being like incredibly busy uh-huh. and reunion and you visiting and all of that and yeah the fella knows like he's just not gonna see me pretty much like, <laughs> he was, like although I do I, you do need to work in some time for me to see the fella Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll okay. we'll work that out. But okay. yeah, but I mean, like in terms of like hanging out, doing stuff, because he's like, you. Oh right, yeah. He, he ain't gonna see you. He gonna see yeah. you with me, and then he not gonna see you. <laughs> yeah, and like he's like aware because I was like, oh, you know, there's a, like a picnic you can go to. He's like, no. I was like, I don't think anybody else's husband is going. Like, he was like, um, no. <laughs> Oh, you know, it's like I feel like obligated to ask, but I know he didn't want to go because I was like, yeah, like nobody's husband is going, right? So, um, even my friend who, um, her husband went to Morehouse, like he's not even coming. Uh-huh. So, wow, yeah, okay, like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> he texted 
technically didn't graduate with us, but like that's no, yeah. neither here nor there. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. So like literally, no one's husband's coming. So <laughs> so we're just like, all right. Yeah. So. Yeah, so it'll be fun. Can't wait. I need to, like, I just saw, like, a bunch of texts from him uh-huh. um, asking about, because actually, you know, closer friends with the guy than my classmate. So he's texting us to see if we're coming everything, because his wife wants to know if we're coming. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, we, as in the Central Three, one of our little group members isn't coming Aww. so so sad yeah Gosh. but um so the three of us that are here and like a few more from other places will be coming so that'll be fun to see people i haven't seen in a while like some i haven't seen since one of our friends before he was not since her wedding i haven't seen uh-huh. some of those people since her wedding and gosh hmm which was wife. I haven't seen her since sheesh. One day that they they came out for a wedding in California. Like that was the last time I seen her. So it's been a year. So this will be nice to see people. Some people I haven't seen since we left college. Uh-huh. So yeah, this will be great. Excited. Great. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. It's so, gonna be a fun trip. Uh, it's gonna be a fun trip. It's gonna be crazy with graduation and oh, the dance recital, the baby's dance recital. Mm-hmm. Going baby's to that dance recital. Sunday. And one of our Oof. little favorite one of our traditions that everyone loves so much i need to i think i have a white dress i'm gonna wear like you know we have to wear white dresses with black shoes or whatever and Uh flesh on stockings as um we march through the alumni arch so the graduate do i get to come watch that yeah yeah you can go watch it maybe it'll be great because you can um i can film it all boy oh you can film it or i can hold the baby (laughs) yeah (laughs) because Yeah, oh, he talked about he like taking me. taking him through. Oh, he likes women. Um, okay. taking them through the arch, and oh. she wants to take baby girl through the arch. She's like, oh, I guess I got to take him through the arch too. And I was like, okay, so yeah, you can hold baby boy and film it, take pictures. Yeah, great. Oh, yay, yeah, perfect. yay, perfect. Yeah. So um, yeah. So that'll be so fun to see like the babies. I know um. Pumpkin did it when she was a baby. Oh, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, ten years ago. <laughs> ten years ago. Golly. Yeah, she was like one. She was a little baby, and so now there are more little babies to go. More babies through. to go through. How fun! Oh, it's yeah, gonna be so, so fun. So, so yeah, the girls. And I love so that easy. campus. Oh, it's such a gorgeous campus. Our campus yeah. is so beautiful, and like I love showing people the campus. <laughs> Like, uh-huh. yes, come see our campus. It's so beautiful. Like I said, I get to you know, on a tour of the campus, and I think yeah, you know, when you came, like we, I uh-huh. like, took you on a tour of the campus. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's like one of my favorite things to do because it's really hey. is like I saw recently that a bunch like the cast of a different world, and I think Home Depot, or whatever they like, gave a bunch of campuses money because uh, uh-huh. um, Home Depot does that grant to help with campus beautification for uh-huh. HBCUs. And so, okay. like, the cast of A Different World kind of helped with that whole, like, um, I guess the ceremony where they gave the money away. And I was like, yeah, spell we don't need that. Our campus is gorgeous. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it is gorgeous. So pretty. I was like, our campus is fine. Like, we don't need beautification. <laughs> like, yeah, fine. really. That's funny. Yeah, so. Yay. Yeah, it's only gotten cuter. So, 
Yeah, so excited about that. Can't wait. I know I'm going to be exhausted, but it's going to be so fun. I'll I'll sleep the following week. Yep, pretty much. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, all righty, girl, that's it. Let me, like, return these texts. I got a work text, too, so I need to Ooh, respond. Okay. I need to find this lady a house. Yeah, go find people houses. And um, yeah. the rest of you, um, if you haven't already um, participated in the contest, you still have a week to participate. So listen to the bonus track um, that um, is um, already up um, and get all the contest rules and enter the contest. Enter to win. Yeah. Awesome. All right, that's all we got. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll talk there to you we later, are. girl. <laughs> there we I'll are. Talk to you later. And there you there go. we are. <laughs> there you go. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Wait, tell me everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait tell me everything subscribe rate and review to help get the word out and get social with us on our facebook page or follow us on twitter and ig at wait tell me pod questions feedback or something you'd like us to tackle email us at wait tell me everything at gmail.com <laughs>